0: I'm excited for this word today in Exodus 17, verses 8 through 13. We're going to be in that passage, Exodus 17, 8 eight through 13. But before we read it, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had someone you knew or just met say that you reminded them of someone else that they knew? (laughs) That you resemble someone? Maybe it was your smile, your laughter, your sense of humor. Maybe it's your wittiness. Could be any number of attributes or characteristics. I know uh, one buddy, he said that one time when somebody better, they said he, he reminded them of a chihuahua. So some of you might have stories about looking like pets and vegetables. That comes up. You know, that comes up. You know. be honest, y'all. You know that sometimes you look, you say, you kind of look. Like... No, 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 no. Uh, but sometimes in those uh, situations, when that happens to me, I'm like, okay, here we go. Either you're going to agree with the person, you're going to disagree with them, and sometimes you're just indifferent to what they said if you don't really know them or can really you know, vibe with what they're saying. Just recently, my wife and I met one of her long-lost brothers. For those of you who don't know, my wife um, was adopted by a beautiful family, and um, so there's been a reunion and reconnection with her birth family, and we've been slowly getting to meet in person. And her brother met me for the first time um and as he was meeting me and being around me he said do you know who you remind me of And you know how that goes it's like oh help us yeah. <laughs> who he said Wayne Brady <laughs> and I laughed I just laughed I laughed because I get that often so uh, I don't know who people say you remind them of, but I'm sure you can all relate with what I'm saying. In our text today, we're going to focus in on a moment as we look at Moses and see his resemblance to Jesus. We'll see his resemblance to Jesus. So let's read Exodus 17, 8 through 13 together. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with a sword. Now, I want to work from the title today, show up in me. I want to work from the title today. Show up in me in the chat room. You know what to do. You know what to do, Piles, I see you in the house. I'm glad you're in the house. Jonathan, I did not ask you to, you know, to get on that Wayne, Braddy, Wayne Brady thing there. Come on, you guys help me out in the chat room. Show up in me. Show up in me. If you're sitting beside somebody at home, just punch them and say, show up in me. Show up in me. Come on, you need this message. Show up in me. Okay, pray with me. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. The way you showed up in Moses, show up in us, your people. Show up in us, your people. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Amen, amen. Take a closer look at verse 12 with me, fam. Scripture said, verse 12, but Moses' hands grew weary. So they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands. One on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. If you can see me right now. You can see the picture of these outstretched hands. I remember reading it for the first time as a little boy and going, Boy, that looks like Jesus. Looks just like him. Hmm. Whenever I would read it, my mind would be making those connections. Holy Spirit was helping me, even even as 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 a little boy, to see that. Kind of looks like Jesus. When Moses is lifting up his hands like this, it resembled, it reminded me of the cross. Jesus's outstretched hands at Calvary. I would come to see that Moses was in many ways a foreshadowing of Christ. When we see Moses in many cases, we are seeing Jesus. Now, We mentioned this a little bit last week, but this is called biblical typology. It's where we would see in the First Testament or in the Old Testament these different people. And then we would see the fulfillment in the person of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. So then it's no wonder that Jesus would say things like John 5, 39 and Luke 24 and 27. We put them on the screen for you. John 5.39 said like this. This is Jesus talking. And this is the ESV version, but I'm just going to do my dentist version right now. You search the scriptures, Jesus is speaking. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they, the scriptures, that bear witness About me. Jesus is talking to him. He said, You guys are reading these, reading the scripture, these religious leaders. You're studying the text, knowing they didn't have the New Testament like you and I have it. He said, You guys are reading this, and here I am in your presence, and you don't know the one you've been reading about is talking to you right now. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. Jesus was saying to them, eternal life is here. All that the scripture prophetically declared is culminating right now in this moment. Luke 24 and 27 records how Jesus was on the road to Emmaus. And he he shared with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Listen at verse 27. And beginning with Moses. And all the prophets, he interpreted to them and all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Wait, what? They didn't recognize Jesus. So then he started to talk to them about how they could recognize him in the First Testament or in the Old Testament. And what did the scripture, what did it give us? Jesus started with Moses. Jesus started with Moses. Moses was, had his hands lifted giving us a pre-telling of of God's sacrifice through the person of Jesus, the intercession of our great high priest. Jesus started, and he started with Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those are the books attributed to Moses under the inspiration of Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you want to see me? Don't discount any of that book. Some of you are aware that there's this whole little thing going on where there's folks trying to discount this book that Jesus said, all of it bears witness to me. So if you hear some stuff, you just you can give the inner side eye and be like, no, wait, Jesus said that that book deals with him. And that eternal life was in him. And as we read that, we are actually having a moment, an opportunity to have our hearts be exposed and engaged with God as we're reading, as we're searching the scriptures. But I want to look at Moses. I'm not going to geek out on you too bad. But I want to look at Moses to see Jesus because you and I, we need rest. You have to stay with me. You need rest. I need rest. And Jesus made a most unique promise that I know to be true and that many of you know to be true as well. Jesus claimed that to learn him was to find rest for our souls. That's a unique promise. He said, learn me. And you'll have rest for your souls. That's what he said in Matthew 11, 28 and 30. I'm going to read it from the KJV. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Somebody just say rest, rest, rest. Oh, one of the things the Lord wants to do in this time as he encounters our heart is to give us his rest. <laughs> so just open your heart up all the more to receive it. Now back to Moses just real quick. Because in Deuteronomy 18.15, Moses said something that the people of Israel would forever remember. They would forever remember this statement in Deuteronomy 18.15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. From your brothers, it is to him you shall listen. What? Oh, okay. Moses was like, God's been whispering in my ear. God's been telling me that another savior is coming. And so he told the people, keep this in your heart. Get ready for this. Watch out. Watch out for this. So then it's no wonder when we go to the New Testament and we're looking at scriptures like John 121 and we see these moments where the different um, crowd that would gather or religious leaders would be talking to John the Baptist and they would ask him, are you the one? Check out John 121. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. They asked another question. Are you the prophet? And he answered no. They are referencing what Moses had told them and had recorded many years ago. Because they had known, be on the lookout for a prophet like Moses from among um, our kin. Verse 26 reads, John answered them. I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him, and John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. This being a part of what these guys were reading, what these guys were hearing spoken. We also hear Peter testifying the very same in Acts 3.22, where Peter quotes and he says, Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brother's. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. It don't stop there because then Stephen goes and says the same thing. In Acts 7.37, this is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. They are saying over and over again, You're weary with some things. Some time has passed. Hope has faded. But God is a promise-keeping God. And when he spoke through Moses that he was going to raise up a prophet like Moses, but even greater, God kept to his word. Because Jesus was on the scene and Jesus would go to the cross and he would be resurrected. He wouldn't stay on that cross, but he would be resurrected and he would sit at the right hand of God. God is a promise keeping God. So he speaks hope because we have to be reminded God already said this. Remember what God said. Remember what God said. Remember what God said. My, 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 my. Now. If we were in Bible class, I would run this thing down a certain way. Because <laughs> you know I'm salivating up here. I'm just like, there will be an appropriate time. But what I'm going to do for right now is offer you a picture. We, we created a picture to just kind of tease you a little bit into some more Bible study. But I wanted to just quickly just share more of the resemblances between Moses and Jesus. And this is not even exhaustive. This is just... the the stuff I thought, okay, we'll we'll, we'll get that, and it won't require too much explanation. Now, that picture is also available for you in that YouTube uh, uh, box description, because I like stuff like this, so I collect it. I journal, and I keep stuff, and I reference it later, but what I want to encourage you to do is to follow the footnotes in your Bible, and it will connect you and will give you uh, an even greater uh, breadth of knowledge for this, but just take a look. I believe it's on the on the, on the screen, look at this, Moses and Jesus, both of them targeted by baby-killing kings. If you've been around the bridge for a few years, I taught on this one Christmas Eve. The message was heavy, but it was well-received. <laughs> They're both prophets, both prophets, lawgivers. They're both sac- sacrificial leaders. Covenant mediators, miracle workers, deliverers, shepherds. And then that last word right there. See that last word? Meekness. Meekness. Numbers 12.3 reads like this about Moses. Now the man Moses was very meek more than all people who were on the face of the earth and some of you because I know you you're laughing about that because you recognize that numbers is one of the books that Moses wrote and so you're saying Moses is talking about himself that he was very meek but I want to remind you that the scripture is God breathed so he wrote it and it's true it's true, don't discount it because, uh, don't discount it. And then in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30, we read it earlier, but we should read it again. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls, for I am meek. Mm. I am meek, Jesus said, and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then we covered this together. We covered this together when we were honoring the Lord for five years of his faithfulness. We went through the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. We said, God, we want to celebrate your faithfulness. We are going to uh, dig into the entire chapter. It took us a year to do it. But in Matthew 5, 5, Jesus said, blessed. You better let it sink in because it's different. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Ooh. We got to let let that sink in. Blessed are the what? Meek? For they shall inherit the earth. Just real quick. Meek don't mean weak. Let it sink in. Meek. Don't mean weak. See how I did you use my ebonics to really get my point across? I couldn't really get it the way I wanted it if I said it proper. Meek doesn't mean weak. It don't really just cut the way I was feeling it. Meek don't mean weak. If anything, meek means wise. It means wise. Do you wake up in the morning and say, God, thank you for another day and for helping me? to inherit the earth? Probably not. Unless you just work we're in a specific focus. That's not the message of the culture. Right now, it would be so easy to have a conversation about political elections and whether or not we can see meekness in those who are running. And before we have a conversation like that, I hear the Lord say, look at yourself all of us who are Christ followers are called into servant leadership but this quality of a meekness and what it means to be meek what Jesus said received his approval and what got blessing oh that is not one of the things you hear a lot about meek don't mean nice meek let's 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 let's, let's dig into it just a little bit cuz this is where, this is where he has us when Pastor Matty gave this message back when we were in Matthew 5.5, 5, I believe we talked about it in terms of defining that meekness meant strength under control. And I believe that message is also available for you in the YouTube box description below because con- this concept is like, what? Who even says meek? Usually when we, when we say it, we just think about little babies, meek and mild. <laughs> but Moses, the scripture says, was meek. Jesus said of himself, I am meek. Meek must be a big deal. Meek must be a big deal. And it's such a big deal that it's under attack. It's under attack to be meek, to submit to Jesus. That's under attack. And to have the the cultivating of a lifestyle of meekness, power. What do you do with power? What do you do with strength? Jesus tells us what to do with it, how to use it in a way that glorifies God. This week, this election season, oh Lord, let your meekness, a spirit of meekness, hit our hearts in such a way that our responses to our children are meek. Strength under control. Yeah, I could rage out, but I'm not going to rage out because I am under, I'm submitted. And as I'm watching this leader, Jesus, and I'm watching this leader, Moses, I'm noticing that with Moses, we can see more of the kind of realities. We can relate in some ways a a lot more with Moses in the the natural or in the flesh because, you know, Moses, we can see the ups and downs of his life and his decision-making. Jesus walked the planet. He he was perfect. He, he, He was perfect. But with Moses, we can see, oh, wait a minute. Let's look at this brother's past. It was a journey, just like it is for all of us in following Christ. It was a journey of knowing how to use power when God gives you power. (laughs) What do you do when God has given you power? Are you the one that the kids come running to like Jesus? Oh, God, (laughs) give uh, such and such More power. Because I know they're going to walk in meekness. They're going to walk in humility. They're going to walk submitted to you. They're going to walk in a kindness. They're going to walk in a way that benefits everybody around them. God, give that bridge, church, more of your power. Oh, I, just was, I was wrestling with the Lord about parts of this message because I said, Lord, is that one of the reasons we haven't seen some of the incredible moves of God across the world is because we don't know how to handle your power? Because when you bless us a certain way, when you empower us a certain way, do we get so high-minded? Do we become rude? Do we get insensitive? Do we forget where we came from and you? Is that one of the reasons we're not seeing the moves of God like we know the scripture has prophesied? I was just questions I was asking myself. Because God has said, I want to give my power to somebody who's going to be gentle. Wow. I mean, this is just the meek inherit the earth. (laughs) <laughs> oh, family, let it sink in that that's what God has destined for his people. That's what he's destined for you. And he's working on it right now by his spirit, that, he, they, that we would inherit the earth. What? What? Now, see, this type of a message is so, it, it, so locked in with both testaments, I, I wanted to just do a commercial real quick. Blue Letter Bible app. Is one of the apps we use and we've talked about over the years that's digital. You can download the Blue Letter Bible app so that while you're on the go, you can check out. What does that look like in the Greek? What does that look like? Oh, let me let me get some understanding. Because Jesus said, When you as you figure me out, another language most of you are used to, as you seek me, as you seek me. As you search me out, as you figure me out, I'm going to give you rest. And I'm going to give you power in that rest so that as you are seeking me, as you're searching me out, you're going to be like me in the world. Trustworthy with power. Trustworthy with the ability to help people. Oh my goodness! So I want to recommend that. I, I know many of you involved in different studies. It's awesome. Keep all that, all that going. But there's the, the tools. These days are so fast. I mean, you guys have heard my stories. I used to carry around all those big fat books growing up because um, it's 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 funny to say, but part of my life I was studying. I, there wasn't there wasn't an internet. It's kind of funny, <laughs> considering how much it kind of dates me a little bit too. I guess. But now. I want to know what the Greek is. When I was studying this again, I said, let me go back and look. All I could do was press a button, and I had at my disposal um, how it was used, who you. I mean, just God says, as you search me out, as you figure me out, what you're doing today? I'm trying to figure Jesus out. As you seek me, as you search me, I'm going to impart rest. Unrest will be around you. But rest is going to be on the inside of you. And because you're seeking me out, because you're knowing me, because I'm taking those heavy burdens off of you and I'm giving you lightness, you're going to be able to walk at home, at work, at school, wherever you play soccer, wherever you scrapbook, on Zoom, whatever you're doing. He said, you're going to go into those situations and say, storm, stop. Peace be still. Divorce. Divorce. Go back to hell. Cancer, be gone. Because though there is unrest around us, when Christ is within us, we're searching him out. We're knowing him. He said, I will give you the kind of rest to walk in a type of certainty with me. That you're just utterly convinced that I am who I say I am. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. I've delegated. I've given you authority. I have given you this power to use so that the kingdom of God would come. Meek, the meek. Well, yeah, I guess nobody's ever really done anything as amazing as Jesus, and he described himself as meek. Might really want to tap into that, especially in this political year, where everybody's just telling you you've got to go for a broken, step on people, and treat people in your kind of way. And as soon as somebody says something you don't like, you don't got to be friends with them. You can unfriend them. You can be offended about everything. Instead of being under control, where to be meek means that I have forfeited, I have forfeited some things. It means that I know there are rights and privileges that I have, because, but because I'm in the kingdom of God, I'm putting those on the side and saying, Jesus, it's you all the way. So I have to put some things down because I'm following after you, Jesus. And I want to be meek. I never had that as a goal before, but God, I want to be meek. Oh, Pastor Dennis is going on to see the Lord. How would you describe him? He's meek that be said of me I don't know Th-th-th-th-th- I don't know I'm still walking it out we're all walking it out together but he's telling us he said I'm giving you power and there's more I want to release in your life but I need you to submit yourself under me and do it how I do it say it how I would say it I wouldn't say anything right there be quiet you got an opinion right there I didn't give you that opinion be quiet it's easy to see it in the political. It's very easy. But, 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 but he, he, he brings it right where we are. He say, don't say that to your wife. Don't say that to your kids. Don't say that to your teammates. You can say it, but I wouldn't say that. Because I'm meek and I'm lowly in heart. I want to read real quick one little excerpt, a quote that I got from that Blue Letter Bible app as we were preparing for today's word. It read, for they shall inherit the earth. We can only be meek, willing to control our desire for our rights and privileges because we are confident God watches out for us. God, do you have my back? (laughs) Do you have my back, God? You got me? Lord, I know you got me, so I don't have to act a fool. I don't have to abuse power because I know God's got me. There's certain decisions and choices I don't have to make because I know he's got me. You know he's got you, so there's some decisions you're thinking about. You just need to lay them aside. I say, God's got me. I don't have to lie, cheat, steal, manipulate, connive. I don't have to do any of that. I'm going to trust God. I know he's got me. I know he's got me. And as we know that, and we see peace gets imparted. Rest gets imparted. Meekness gets developed. God watches out for us. He will protect our cause. The promise, they shall inherit the earth, proves, proves, proves that God will not allow his meek ones to end up. On the short end of the deal. That blesses me. I hope that blesses you. Show up in us, God. The way you showed up in Moses, show up in me, show up in us. The way you showed up in Abram, show up in me. The way you showed up in David, show up in me, show up in us. The way you showed up in Daniel, Show up in me. Show up in us. This is the hour to be exalting God. And one of the ways the Lord is highlighting for us is through meekness. In a moment, we are about to sing and we're going to exalt God. And we're going to focus in on this attribute, this characteristic of his divinity, his meekness, his gentleness toward us. So that God, as we're exalting you, God, we're exalting you in our lives, in our decisions, in our mind, will, and emotions. Let your gentleness toward us flow out of our lives so that as we greet people in grocery stores, as we respond on text messages, as we're interacting on social media, as we're doing anything that's got to do with another human being, let them go, huh, the way she acts Or the decision she made, it kind of reminds me of Jesus. Lord, thank you that that's your plan. That's your desire and you're working that thing out within us. Show us how to be people trustworthy with power. Show us. Help us, God. As we sing this song, Lord, help us to take repentance. If we've spoken too harshly, if we've done just anything, Lord, bring it to mind so that we can go to those that we were uh, not gentle with, we were not meek with, and we could just say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have come at you like that. Help us, God. You are our Savior. You are our great example. We want you to be exalted in our life. Not that they would see us, but that they might, they might look at our life and go, boy, that sure is. Reminds me of Jesus. Because we want people to see you. We want people to know you. Lord, as we're praying in this song, help us seize this hour. Help us seize this hour where the darkness and cynicism are trying to overrun the people of God. Let the light of Christ in gentleness, meekness, humility, let those things so shine that you're glorified, that people have a hope, that cynicism fades into the background in the light of your glorious grace, that they would know there's hope, the hope that comes from Christ and him alone. Oh, Lord, strengthen us. Strengthen us. We want more of you. Nothing else will do. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.